Hi, everyone. It's Tyler. Welcome to the Toyota Untold podcast. This episode is all about auto shows. And I'm sure many of you have attended an auto show in the past. And some of you might even be regulars. It's a great way to check out our vehicles. For those of you who have never been to one, you definitely should make it a point of going sometime in the future. But whether you're an auto show enthusiast or a first timer, you're in for a treat today. We have two great guests who are going to give you a behind-the-scenes view of what it takes to put on these exciting, fun-filled events. Now, please note that this interview was recorded prior to the COVID-19 crisis. The idea of venues packed with shoulder-to-shoulder attendees will no doubt sound completely out of place in our current environment. But even though so much has changed since this interview, we still want to share what is a fascinating, engaging, and informative conversation. Today, you'll hear one of our guests say, auto shows are always evolving. Little didn't we know how true those words would become. The truth is, we are still in the process of figuring out what auto shows will look like in the months to come. But it is important to know that Toyota is working hard to develop safety protocols to help protect our customers, team members, and business partners who attend these events. Things like increased sanitation measures and making adjustments to help adhere to social distancing guidelines. We're also working closely with an auto show organizer to ensure they implement proper protocols of their own. At Toyota, safety is paramount. And as we look forward to the upcoming auto show season, you can expect to see these protocols in place and evolving with the ever-changing COVID-19 environment. So with that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy as we delve into auto shows. Hey guys, it's Tyler and welcome back to another episode of Toyota Untold. And this is Kelsey. And today we are going to explore something that we know well, but maybe you don't, auto shows. Kelsey, did you grow up going to auto shows? I had never been to an auto show until I worked here. Ditto. Never. But they're like quite popular. Yeah. And it's actually pretty informative for for the average consumer. So if you're into cars, you may have checked out an auto show before. If you haven't, they are giant multi-day events in big cities where you can see current vehicle models, new models, concept cars, classics. It's it's a whole, it's whole a big thing. thing. Yeah. And so today we have, not to be confused with me, but boy, Tyler, Tyler McBride, Toyota Auto Show Manager, and Jackie Henry, Lexus Auto Show Analyst. Thank Welcome you for coming, guys. Hello. Thank you. And you know, that boy Tyler nickname and girl Tyler is actually one that's common here at Toyota. Right? <laughs> Tyler and I do work together on a few things. So it's we confusing are... when we sit in meetings together because people I... are like, hey, Tyler. And we're like, huh? I like I like social media Tyler yeah. or PR Tyler, okay. marketing Tyler, mm-hmm. or you know anyway. But boy, girls, just easy. I, I should Quick. say where I sit at Toyota too. The social media team's right next to me, yeah. and they're always speaking really highly of Tyler. <laughs> and I always think they're talking about me, but they're never. You know, you don't about. have to start like giving compliments <laughs> just because we asked you to come on the podcast. Your twenty is coming, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Just for the general, we want to start at the very basics of an auto show. So I think everyone kind of gets the idea that there's a bunch of cars there. You can come look at them there for media and the consumer. But I think what people like don't know is the entire massive production that goes on behind it. And you guys are at the heart of that. So I guess we we should start kind of at the beginning. Like how far in advance do you have to plan a show? What well, goes into it? What's the basic question? Like why? Why... Why do an auto yeah. show? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a great question. Do people really care about auto shows? And they do. Well, they do. Obviously, because <laughs> we're doing this. You have no, a job. <laughs> Actually, if you look at the numbers, there's about 11 million people that attend auto shows annually. Wow. And of those, a 
a good portion are there to purchase. And when I say to purchase, they are looking for a low-pressure environment to check out cars, right? Okay. And then ultimately go to their respective dealers and make that purchase. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people don't know is there's an auto show in almost every city. Yeah. And they scale from these huge shows that what we've seen in LA and New York and Chicago, all the way down to some really small cities. So it's a great opportunity, as Tyler mentioned, that anyone can go there in a no pressure environment to really cross shop and see what's out there. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of automakers in one small space that you can go and see. That's right. So, And, And the beautiful thing is, people are paying to come see us. So we know for the most part, a lot of these people are in market, which is great for us. This is the only event we do at Toyota or the only partnership where people actually pay money to look at our cars, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's... That's crazy to think about. Isn't that cool to think about that? I I know, and some might argue, well, NASCAR, they see our cars, but that's not really... They're they're there to see the race, right? Mm -hmm. This is something where they pay their hard-earned money to see the all-new Camry, and compare it against some of our other competitors yeah. or look at it versus Avalon or, or a Lexus model. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we really take that to heart. The fact that people are here to see us. Mm-hmm. Let's create an experience that is true to Toyota and really makes the, uh, the person who paid their hard-earned money to be there feel rewarded and, mm-hmm. and, and thanks for being there. Yeah. And going back to your question in terms of timing and planning. So on the Lexus side, we're in over 60 auto shows across the country. I think Toyota, your guys are in about 70. So when we think about planning, we have what we call a season. Wait a minute. 60 auto shows in like 52 weeks? Uh, we're we're seasonal. Really? We're okay. seasonal. Right. So we, we kind of treat so it almost like, 40, it's like our own sport. So during the auto show season, which is usually about October through April, is mm-hmm. when we've got all of these shows going on. So we have a master calendar that we keep. And in January and February, those are our crazy months. Mm -hmm. And you may have 10 auto shows going on at the same weekend. So it's kind of crazy. We we try to be in multiple places at one time, but ultimately it's impossible. But our planning typically starts at least a year out, sometimes a year or six months, depending on the size of the show. So there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And so you were talking a little bit about the experience. So obviously, we don't just park cars in a big convention center and say, hey, come look. Or do we? We don't. We avoid cars on carpet, as we call it. <laughs> cars on carpet. Cars on carpet. I like we it. Cre- we want to create an experience around each vehicle. Right. You know, really so, bring it to life. I mean, I think it would be interesting for people to know the thought that goes in behind that. So, like, what what are some experiences that people could see at an auto show that may influence them or, you know, may just be fun for them to come see? I'm going to turn that over to you because you guys are like the carnival at the auto show. You've got so much crazy <laughs> stuff going on. Luxury event is different though. So I <laughs> it's a hear little about different, yeah. yeah. In terms of what we do to bring vehicles to life and bring mm-hmm. entertainment into the space, I mean, I'll give you one example. Prius. Prius has a loyal following, but at the same time, there's always room to, to grow that, mm-hmm. that buyer or grow that market. Prius all-wheel drive was coming out. Yeah. And this is something that We've heard from for years, especially markets in Rocky Mountain West, Pacific uh, Northwest, mm-hmm. Northeast United States. Midwest, hey, when, yeah. when is the Prius going to be all-wheel drive? So we launched that. And we launched it at Los Angeles at yeah. the auto show there. Right. Did a press conference. And that was one of the big announcements in that we made. In 2018, yeah. In 2018, Los Angeles. And then to really bring that aspect to life, we created this activation, if you will, around the Prius where... You got to see the all-new Prius and you're like, well, you know, it looks the same as the old Prius, Mm -hmm. but it has all-wheel drive. You can't just show that. So we created a green screen weather report of sorts where 
Any customer could walk up. They had a teleprompter in front of them. They were being recorded. <laughs> and they could talk about this massive blizzard that was taking place. And you saw <laughs> penguins sliding around behind them. And you saw this walking snowman. And the, the weather reporter was saying, no one's out on the road. And then they go, oh, wait, there's a Prius. And you have a <laughs> Prius in the background, you know, just taking on the streets. Yeah. And it was a fun, exciting way to showcase that it now has all-wheel drive. And then, yeah. of course, you could share that socially. You could send it to your friends. And it was just a yeah, great way, do, yeah. great fun way to bring a car to life. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So then what's it like on the luxury side? Because you guys have like a swag and sleekness to you. Yeah, but- yeah. So at least for Lexus, we actually have global brand guidelines that Lexus International has all of our global distributors follow. Mm-hmm. So as much as we want to run rogue, mm-hmm. we do kind of need to stay within some parameters. Yeah. So Ours is definitely modern, upscale luxury. And that's what we try and project, at least for Lexus, as a luxury lifestyle brand. So you'll see many contemporary finishes throughout our space, different hard surfaces, wood and marbles, things like that. Um, But we're also really trying to get individuals into the vehicles and make that a really dynamic, engaging experience as well. So we'll take some of our connected technologies. For instance, we've got Apple CarPlay, Alexa, and we'll try and bring those connected technologies into the vehicle to get people to experience them firsthand and create an engagement around that. So we really try to connect the two within our space. Mm -hmm. So most people might not know that there's like parts to auto shows, right? And where Kelsey and I have been since we joined the company is during the press days. So auto shows usually start with press days, right? Or just some sort of opening and then press days where the media get to see whatever the unveiled car is, at least at the bigger auto shows. There are press days. And then it goes into consumer days. And that opens up, what are consumer days like? Well, if you've never experienced a consumer day or a public day, especially at some of these large auto shows, it's quite the experience. Chicago gets over a million people over the course of, what is it, 13 days? Mm -hmm, Like two weeks, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It, again, it's, I mean, as we mentioned earlier, it's a low-pressure environment. It's a fun environment, you know. And just the audience that comes to the shows, it runs the gamut. You've That's got right. families. You've got younger teens, older people. I mean, we're reaching everyone mm-hmm. at these shows. So mm-hmm. it's great. How do you crowd control that? Or if people have questions or they're like, you know, shoulder to shoulder, but like, hey, I just want information. How do we help them? Yeah, so we have um, teams of dedicated product specialists that really help to answer any of the product questions. Um, For the major shows, we definitely plus up really heavy and try to put a ton of bodies on the floor. We also have wheel stands next to each vehicle that gives information because most times, every single product specialist is engaged in a conversation with someone. We also hire brand ambassadors as well to augment our staff, especially on those really crowded days. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people will walk by our space here at Toyota headquarters and they see where the auto show team sits, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And they, they say something to the effect of, are you telling me you're at 73 auto shows plus managing Consumer Electronics Show, NADA, SEMA, our national dealer meeting? And just this small team does it. And truth is, we are so, so grateful for our business partners, mm-hmm. product specialists that really help us bring all these shows to life. And we really couldn't do it without them. Yeah, and and we use a really large exhibit house that really helps to build and fabricate everything that you see on site. So they help set it up, they tear it down, and they've got an army of people who help give us that coverage across the country, especially to Tyler's point, when we've got so many shows happening at the same time, we unfortunately can't be at all of them. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's important for our listeners that haven't been to kind of paint a picture of like how massive, because 
like I said, because we go for the media ones, we go to the, the big ones. I know that there are smaller ones, but how massive a scale and like what's involved in literally the setup, tear down, I mean, walking, selection of cars that's going to be there. Yeah. Like walking into the New York auto show space, I mean, you see things hanging from the ceiling. You There's people in like certain luxury models, like giving out free champagne. Like it's, yeah. it's like, can you explain? I guess more of the logistics side. I mean, just physically getting all those cars into one big space. Like, do all the doors open on the side and we just missed it or what? <laughs> well, I should note too that the free champagne stops after pressing. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, man. Oh, wait. Really? Dang. Yeah, it does. From, from a logistics standpoint, we have what we call kits, like our display kits. So uh-huh. for the big shows, that has a kit that is full of all of these different big elements and big properties that you see. And those typically go from the major shows, from show to show to show. Oh, wow. We ship them around the country. And then you go to your smaller shows that aren't super tiny, but some of the markets like a San Francisco or a Philadelphia, and those typically have a smaller kit, which Mm -hmm. a little less properties in them. And then you've got even smaller shows that have their own kits. So we create a schedule to make sure we route those kits throughout the country and they literally will travel show to show. So from a display standpoint, that's how we kind of work it. Now, in terms of cars, I'm not sure how Tyler handles it, but on the Lexus side, we identify basically our top priority vehicles in mm-hmm. a certain order in which we want to show them what the exterior color looks like, interior colors, options, and make sure that we kind of cater any of those accessories to the markets that they're in. Okay. And then fortunately, we have our great field offices that help support us with all those cars. So mm. they order them for us for every single show. Every show has brand new cars. Oh, them. really? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my so goodness. we would love to have a certain fleet of cars and travel those throughout the country, mm-hmm. but with all of the heavy overlap and as many people that come in and out of these cars, they would be completely destroyed. Yeah, so I was wondering because, <laughs> I mean, moving, you know, signage, like monitors and, you know, technology like that, that seems a little bit more feasible, but the cars themselves, like, and you're, and the cars are really what you're showcasing. So if some sort of logistic emergency happened and you didn't have the car, it's kind of like, well, what's the point? So how do you guys pick or how is it, is it based on consumer preference? I think you said in the region on what trim levels, mm-hmm. what cars you put, like, obviously this year at the New York Auto Show, we had the super out front. Mm-hmm. That was cool. But how do Super they, goes everywhere now. Yeah. <laughs> How do they pick which cars go and which cars go where? So it, there is a mix involved. There is a collaboration of sorts, right? So in terms of the the production model vehicles that you see on the floor at shows, that is working with the respective regions, saying what, you know, where's the demand in that region? What type of cars should we have? How should we accessorize them, et cetera? Mm-hmm. And then there are cars from a national level that we need to focus on, right? Mm -hmm. The Supra, which is now on on dealer lots, right? Everyone wants a Supra. That's right. And we'll make sure that it's there. It's one of our priority vehicles. Yeah. You know, we know that we're launching Highlander. Highlander was revealed at New York Auto Show. Mm -hmm. So that those prototypes will be utilized at strategic Mm -hmm. shows leading up to when that goes on sale and shows up on dealer lots, which is January. And after January, you're going to see... Highlander usually on a turntable at most shows that you go to for the following months after it launches. Another question I had is when you walk into any given space, whether it's Detroit, Chicago, et cetera, I think obviously they have luxury in its own in its own section. But do you guys have to bid on who yeah. gets the spot as soon as you walk through the door? <laughs> I'm not I'm not talking numbers here, but like 
Yes We're both laughing yes about that no. because <laughs> each of these shows has a different process. Mm-hmm. Some is pretty straightforward, right? Market share. Some, yeah, some is market Others, share. Others, there's a couple that are like, well, how's your kit look? And as a result, you get some of our competitors, both on general market and luxury, that maybe have a really small market share in that market, but are going to be front and center at that show. Hmm. Interesting. And it's just something we deal with. It's, it's again, well… I don't know. Some shows it's you just get sometimes. grandfathered in. <laughs> yep. Some yeah. shows, this literally just happened this week. We did a space draw. So you've got OEMs there and they're drawing for spaces. So oh, that's it's, right. it's, it's like very different. Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then based on like the space that you're assigned or that you get, then, then you create your kit, right? Because how do you create a kit for a space if you don't know what it looks like? Well, so… Part of that space selection, we have size parameters that we're working off of. But to Jackie's point, we we have different size kits that we utilize. And we try to bring an A kit to the major of shows. Mm -hmm. Chigu Samaras, Mm -hmm. a member of our team. She's done this for eight seasons, going on nine. Fantastic member of our team. Can I just say, give a huge shout out to Chigu Samaras. Chigu is the best. But she's in Washington, D.C. right now to be in person per requirements to select our space at the Washington, D.C. auto show. We have a, a specific size parameter that we want to work with because that that city and that market is strategic for us in many mm-hmm. ways that mm-hmm. we won't get into. But we need to be there, one, because those are the requirements. But two, mm-hmm. we want to ensure that it works with the size kit that we'll bring. Yeah. Okay. So one interesting thing. One of our producers said that when she was in high school, she knew boys that would go to auto shows and oh, steal man. like… <laughs> The I gear think that shift says more about knobs. her. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you're hanging out with no. So is that is that a thing? And is that something you have to watch or do oh, you yeah. get security? Well, so many on people that? coming through. Yeah, it's, you, why? it's definitely a thing. I think people take it honestly, and so we know that's going to happen everywhere. Unfortunately, so we definitely take preventative measures. We we do what we call decontent cars. So before we actually get them out on the show floor, we will take off all the gear shift knobs, radio knobs, SD cards. Fuses. Fuses. We pull fuses. So yeah, we basically decontent everything. What, can I just say, what is wrong with you people if you're stealing at an auto <laughs> show? like So if you come and, and sit just... in a car and you see a missing gear shift knob, that was very intentional. That's so it, It's weird. disappointing, but it's something it's we have to the reality deal with. that we yeah. have to deal with yeah but what what's the flip side of that do you see families who are walking away and they're like man I'm gonna get this forerunner GX because I sat in it and I love it we definitely um hear those comments all the time and yeah. we hear our product specialists and they've made such great connections with so many consumers on a personalized level mm-hmm. especially when there's that non-sales component yeah. of it. Absolutely. People walk away and be like, you have just changed my entire perception of the brand just because of that one experience. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But people like, okay, so say I walk in and someone really, I have a great experience. I can't like buy a car on site, right? That's correct. Okay, just making Although, sure. So it is, I will say the Reno Auto Show is a selling show. Spokane as well. There, there, are, <laughs> there, are, some there are a few and auto Spokane. shows out there where you could actually purchase a car. However, that's through a a dealer or a group of dealers that are there. That on are there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's important to know, that's, that's an asset that I didn't really consider that it is like no pressure. And you really, I mean, it is one of the only opportunities where you can directly compare models across brands in one space. So I think that it makes, I mean, I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, Kelsey, if you look at the numbers, about 23% of new car buyers have attended an auto show within 12 months prior to that wow. purchase. Hmm. Yep. 
That's really cool. I get it. <laughs> I feel like this environment can be really intimidating to people because buying a car is intimidating in and of itself. And I know that there are, people can go in there. You don't have to have intention to buy. You can really just want to look. But as auto show experts, you've been to many. What do you think are some good tips for listeners to who may be intimidated by auto shows? What are some tips to navigate an auto show and like from the moment they step in, what are some some do's, some don'ts? You know, because it can be intimidating. I think, well, it depends kind of like who the buyer is. But because auto shows are so big, I've been in, I don't even know how many convention centers at this point in my right. life. Yeah. You're like, where am I? Yeah. When- Bring comfortable walking shoes, yes. number one. Yeah, it is a big space. <laughs> and it's uh, there. there is carpet there, but it's concrete. So it's hard on... Hard on the back, people. Bring the comfy shoes. Yeah. It's almost like you need to have a plan, but sometimes not having a plan is good too because you may stumble upon something that maybe wasn't on your consideration list. And honestly, that's why we're in these auto shows is number one, we want to sell cars, but number two, we want to create brand awareness and build that consideration. So you can go in with a plan, but usually that's going to fall apart. I think every show, they have a map. You can go in, kind of see what you want to check out Mm -hmm. and then almost wander from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we have countless stories of people that went to an auto show, one, maybe not even considering Toyota or considering Toyota, to, and they and they came to look at the Camry, right? Mm-hmm. And they left going to their dealer to purchase an Avalon or a Corolla or a yeah. Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of any other tips, maybe don't go on a weekend. If you want to avoid those crazy crowds, go on yeah. an evening. Right. That's right. <laughs> and so once people get to the booth, you know, they find something that they want to look at. It's It's encouraged to like get in the driver's seat, act like you're don't steal anything. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Get in the driver's seat, see how it feels, like adjust the seat, right? Like that's what they're there for, right? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're intimidated to go to a, one of our dealers, I understand. I mean, there yeah. really there really isn't as the days of that old school car dealer are, yeah. are over, right? right. And we, we really pride ourselves at Toyota of creating an excellent dealer experience that we're always looking to improve mm-hmm. with our, our different franchises. But one of the great things about a, an auto show is it really truly is low pressure. There's yeah. no one there to lay down the hard sale of why you should buy a car. They're there to support you with any questions that you may mm-hmm. have. So go there, wear the comfortable shoes, feel free to walk around, sit in the car, adjust the seat, Get some ask swag. as many questions yeah. as you want without feeling like you have to leave signing on the dotted line mm-hmm. with the new Camry or Corolla. Get your weather video and your Prius. That's right. Drive. Yeah. I bring my kids to auto shows. Yeah. yeah. I have three little ones and they, they love just walking around and experiencing the cars. I used to take them and my son only wanted to look at vans and trucks. <laughs> so we would spend the whole time looking at vans and trucks, you know. Like and that's, it was a fun experience. Yeah. Well, he liked the large work vans. They're like sprinter you know? vans. Oh. <laughs> so I can't, I, I know all the large work vans. As and Toyota doesn't even make a large van, you know, yeah. but I know all about yeah. them because my, my son wants to look at every one of them. I can relate. As a kid, I went to the San Diego Auto Show every single year and I absolutely loved it. And for some reason, I gravitated towards vans too. There's just something about them. <laughs> when I was a kid a in Indy and I went to the tractor shows yeah. and sat on all the tractors. <laughs> yes. It's close. <laughs> But I really did want a tractor for a long time. Of course you did. They're amazing. I will say, so at the New York Auto Show, I actually ran into somebody who brought their service dog to test out different SUVs to see what, I mean, what was a good fit for the dog. And I thought that was really cool. Like the dog gets to pick. Well, I mean, kind (laughs) of, yeah. But like, I mean, I think you should obviously bring, if you're interested in buying a car, bring your kids, you know, bring... yeah. The people are going to be in it with you. I don't know if everybody can bring their dog, but I thought that was really cool. On the note of bringing a service dog, 
the Toyota space that we, the Toyota booth or auto show space mm-hmm. and Lexus space, we try to make it accessible to all that all can yeah. test out the cars and Enough experience space to get them. We, we, and we do. We work really hard to make it accessible for all, all shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. situations. We, we, we do work along those lines. I mean, there are some limitations that, that of course, we run into, but, you know, the Toyota brand is for everyone and we try to tr- make, yeah. We try to bring that experience to life yeah. when, when you're at the auto show. As right. a mobility company, it's the only right thing to do. What would you say is your favorite auto show memory, either as a kid or now working to produce an auto show? It's so hard to choose because there's been so many different events that I've been to and just stuff that we've seen. I mean, we see crazy stuff all the time. I mean, What's the a, craziest? Oh, man. Um, I mean, there's stuff that's actually almost normal, like People changing their babies in the back of cars. That's normal. <laughs> we had two proposals just last season. Oh, yeah. Season. Proposals Wait, happened. What? In the Toyota space, you guys <gasps> had two of them, right? That's did they right. work? Did they work there or were they just... She said yes. They did not work. It's, they just felt like the Toyota space was the right space. They Can asked you one of the, the biggest picture? questions you could ask. <laughs> create that, recreate that romantic oh moment in the Toyota live space, yes. please. Was it in Toyota? <laughs> what part of this? I need to know more about this, Tyler. Yeah. It's the truck I, space. I don't work, so I'm trying to remember the, the camp I, next I to we, the I know we had in Chicago. So we did, have, we did have one proposal in Chicago okay. and I can't remember if it was in front of the wrapped Chicago Cubs oh, RAV4 yeah, or yeah. the wrapped Chicago White Sox RAV4? I'm going to go with Cubs. The Cubs. So you Chicago <laughs> listeners, whatever team you like, it's going to be that team that yeah. they propose. And, <laughs> and Jackie's point, she did say yes. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious just like to know, you know, did they have a really big tie to the vehicle they were next to? Or like if they asked in advance or told us in advance, like they're like, well, why? Yeah, so part of it seems surprising, but... You know, Jackie mentioned that she went to the San Diego Auto Show every year. For some people, going to the auto show is an experience. There are there are quite a few people that are not in market, right? But mm-hmm. that are still there to see what's out there, right? Mm-hmm. And we have quite a few Toyota fans that come by. So on that side, I guess it's not that it's surprising because we know we have Toyota lo- loyalists that yeah. stop through the space. And if they've gone to that auto show as a couple for the last five years, oh, then it seems like a go. good spot Same to thing. pop the fine, big question. You fine know? love yeah. at an auto show. <laughs> we, we've heard that there were some proposals at Lexus too. Of and there were. People I'm going to start going to auto shows differently. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can get proposed to and maybe you can find love too. There you go. Sometimes some of our product specialists, these shows are long. They have to get to know each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. And at season's okay. end... Wait, the, this is a reality show idea. The yeah, question no. has been popped within our, our own oh, team. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they find love. love. on the horizon. <laughs> right. So, okay. So when it comes to, obviously, the immense amount of work that you guys do to make these auto shows happen. I think I said earlier, I'm really wondering how all of this gets into one space in and out. And it's so quickly, right? So what what is it like to bring... 15, 20 cars into a convention center. Like, how does that work? Yeah. So before we get to the car part, the first thing we have to do is move in all of the big displays into the space. And so we literally have semi-trucks packed full of these large wooden crates that store all of our display properties. So those come in first. All of those crates get unloaded. Display properties go up. Then all those crates get moved out. So sorry, Literally, semi trucks drive into the convention center. There's usually loading docks, I'm like, and then we've got forklifts. <laughs> forklifts will come but and grab the crates. Out. I think it's important to say that because it's 
the immensity. I mean, when I walked into one of the shows, there was this lo- this giant Toyota logo hanging from the ceiling that mm-hmm. had to be like 12 feet long. Oh, yeah. We've, so forklifts, cranes, et cetera. We okay. use forklifts, scissor, scissor lifts. lifts. I mean, you <laughs> name it. Like, yeah. we basically build many little houses yeah. inside of a convention center. That's We insane. also need to be strategic on how many properties we're using that are requiring scissor lifts or forklifts mm-hmm. because there are labor costs associated with each of those. Right. Right. So there takes some strategic management on the end of, of cost and labor and size mm. of, of different things that go into that. Yeah. And so strategically, when we're building out these big kits, that's something that we are mindful of. So we like to build things that are lightweight, easy to move, because that usually equates to less labor hours, less fork time for some of the heavy machinery. So that's all stuff that we think about when we're doing our planning all months or even right. years in advance. Yeah. Okay. So then when it comes to bringing in the cars, what's what's that like? Because some of our the shows are on like the second floor, right? So they have to get right. up a, or down a couple of floors. And some of these shows have marshalling yards, right? So where we first that? park, that's where we first unload and park the cars. Mm-hmm. And then there's a schedule of when we actually load in the vehicles. And it's mm-hmm. it depends on where someone's located or how well of a relationship that brand has with the convention center mm-hmm. and show. <laughs> and who gets to load them? Like who drives them in? We have an exhibit company okay. um, that drives in them or sometimes it's the union labor that will mm-hmm. drive the cars in. Okay. That's right. And so then obviously they have to look their best when we get them in the space. So do you have like a full detail company that comes in every single night? Are they like waxing in on the hour? We do. We do have a detail company that comes in every night, but they also are on the show floor. Okay. And they're detailing the car throughout the day. Yeah. Okay. We do it on the hour, every hour. And you'll usually see someone going around with like a feather duster just... All the time. <laughs> Too many sticky fingers happen. Oh, yeah. Fingerprints everywhere. Now, I know you said you've been to press days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next time, come a day early and we'll show you what the convention center looks like. During the night setup. Before. Yeah, yes. Setup. I've been. And it's like, you you go and you're like, I don't think we're going to make it, guys. But, you know, Tyler's got this. So, I'm just going to... And then you come back the next day and you're like, this is a completely it's, different space when you're there for like right. executive rehearsals or whatever it is. It's crazy. And that's part of our job. As Do you stay there the whole time for load-in, for all this stuff that's happening? We stay there for a considerable amount of time during setup. We make sure that our team are hitting certain deadlines. And there's reasons for each of those deadlines, whether it's rehearsals, whether it's a certain press event that's coming up. And then we're usually there through press and then maybe a public day. Mm-hmm. But we really rely on our business partners to execute, run a show. Yeah. Yeah, you can't live your life and not a show. That's right. And then we just have to go to the next one. Yeah. That's right. Because then <laughs> your son will be like, my dad lives in a van down by the river. That's, that's right. <laughs> so do you guys go check out other competitors' exhibits? I do. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we walk the entire show floor. Yeah. Like the champagne and walk. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because you'll walk through and then you start picking up on things. You start recognizing the other kits that the other mm. OEMs bring. So yeah. you'll always know it's like, oh, so-and-so has a new kit or they added this. So yeah. yeah and we we, have, we have friends of the other brands as well. That's oh, yeah. fun to say hi to and oh, yeah. catch up with. Yeah. yeah. It's our own little world in, in the auto show industry. <laughs> I'm sure it is. You see the same people essentially when you go. We do. Home. We joke. We're like traveling carnies. We're our own little circus. <laughs> we go to each city and we see the same people. We're like, oh, hey, hey it's you hey. again. So when it comes to, obviously, like our industry is changing. And whether it's true or not, there, there are things said out there that people may not want to own cars as much. People take Ubers. People take different ride sharing. Will auto shows in the future 
have to change because of that? Auto shows are always evolving. Yeah. And I think one of the, well, one of the great things about an auto show is you can showcase future innovations mm-hmm. and not just showcase them by saying, here's what it is, but also show how it will affect someone's life, right? Yeah. And one of the great things about auto shows at Toyota and, and Lexus is we're able to build an experience that not only talks about current models that you can purchase, but also what the future looks like and how Toyota or Lexus will be part of that future. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also a great opportunity too, just for us to speak more about the brand because people know us as a car company, but yeah. we're so much more than that. So it really gives us a platform to do both. The future of mobility will have lots of modes of transportation mm-hmm. and lots, right. of, lots of different ways to get around. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, I know Toyota is at the forefront of a lot of those different methods. Right. Mm-hmm. So you being asked to start incorporating a lot of those methods into auto shows to show people like iRoad, things Yeah, like that. absolutely. Especially at the major auto shows. If you were to have gone to Los Angeles, Detroit, Chicago, New York this year, you would have seen a lot of those mobility solutions that Toyota is rolling out here in the future. Mm. And then... CES is now an auto show in and of itself, right. right? Did that like get thrown in there at some point? Because now we go to CES That's is kind of an auto show. consumer electric go. That's yes. right. So both Jackie and I, our teams manage our interaction or integration mm-hmm. with the consumer electronics show, CES. Yeah. And it really has become an auto show, an additional major auto show, right? Mm-hmm. It's still first and foremost electronics show, but it's a chance for automakers to showcase their innovations yeah. and how they're making people's lives easier and where their, their brands are going respectively. I, I think it's interesting because for people who don't know, in January 2019 at CES, we showed a new autonomous platform on an LS500, which is great, but the technology is Toyota Research Institute, right? So you have both Toyota and Lexus brands kind of working together for CES. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you don't see that. We don't really combine the brands very often. Yeah, we try to really, we try very hard to keep them separate. Right. There are moments though where it's very appropriate to show, for example, in this case, Toyota technology influencing a Lexus vehicle, which mm-hmm. is the case all the time. But right. but in the case of the autonomous LS, it made a lot of sense to talk about. Here's a Lexus right. car that is being fed by tons of research that's taking place at at TRI. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else that you feel like customers need to know, know before you go to an auto show or something that that happens in the background that they may not know but could appreciate it when they're there. Besides, <laughs> at, besides at everything. Each other. Uh, yeah. Uh, just, we, we're happy that people are there. We mm-hmm. put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. Yeah. And there's truly nothing like it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think if you haven't been, just just go to one. And I mm-hmm. think that's a differentiator for people versus just going to a dealership. When you come to an auto show, it's honestly an experience. Mm-hmm. There's so much happening at every single booth that you get to experience, not just the vehicles, but everything that goes along with it. There's game shows. There's, I mean, you name it. There's so much to do. And it's just a great opportunity to really just get in front of our target audiences in a non-pressure environment. And some small perks. I know that a lot of them have like, Coffee, snacks, like while you're looking around, like get some, get something for free, right? Oh, one of the staples of our People premiums that we give out yeah. is the Toyota Auto Show red bag, which oh, you probably gosh. see around your respective towns <laughs> I everywhere. Have like ten in my car, but we I don't even we have uh, we produce those because of all the little giveaways that, yeah. that people get there. I can tell you the two top questions we get in the Lexus space is number one, where's the bathroom? Number two. 
Do you have a Toyota bag? <laughs> Do you have a bag? No. I don't have a Toyota bag. Is it like reusable? Yeah. It is. Oh, like a recyclable yeah. grocery bag. Yeah. And our philosophy at Lexus is we believe in omatanashi, which is anticipating your guest needs. So we always keep a show map at our info counter. Mm-hmm. So when someone comes up to our product specialist and asks, where's this, you know, OEM, we'll get out the map and we're like, it's actually right here. So we want to provide that guest experience, but yeah. we're not just trying to be self-centered and only focused so on ourselves. You're so nice. Lexus yeah. is so nice. But we encourage them to stay with us. Yeah. <laughs> Our staff within the auto show space is, their goal is to make the guest experience great. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that ever says, make sure the Toyota guest experience is great and make sure to bash everyone mm-hmm. else that's yeah. in there, right? They are, they're, they're told to make the guest experience yes. great. And there are so many different ways we could do that, even if it mm-hmm. means guiding them to the Porsche yeah. space. And, right? and the number one thing that we always want to make sure that they know is we will never talk badly about any of our other competitors mm-hmm. ever. That's just not part of our philosophy. Can I add, so a lot of the brand ambassadors or you know people that we have help, there helping, majority are female. And I feel like it used to be back in the day, you know, you'd see the ladies teetering on their heels and the short tight dresses. And I feel like those are, that's, we're getting yeah, away from that. The, as a the spin and grin society. days are over. <laughs> spin and grin. Amazing. Good. So what, what is the approach there? Like the thinking, how has that evolved for you guys? Like as you're Yeah. Planning? So I think we really want to be mindful of our overall team demographic. I will say actually our team is probably 60-40 split, men and female, okay, you know? Great. So we want to make sure that we respect them and that they're in a comfortable environment. We don't want to put them in a position where they never feel comfortable on a show floor. So I will say on the Lexus team, we have 42 wonderful Lexus product specialists. So shout out if you guys are listening. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. <laughs> you do a great job. <laughs> they do. They do a fantastic job. Tyler, what about you? Well, I, I completely agree. We have a great mix of pr- product specialists on our team, about 125. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys It mixed between men and women diversity of thought, backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is a great representation of our brand and we're, yeah. we're grateful for them for all the hard work that they put into yeah. learning our models and the value that they bring to each person mm-hmm. and able to speak to each of those those different selling points or those, yeah. those uh, advantages to each of the cars that we sell. So I think a good way to, to wrap this up, it would be for question for both of you, but there's two parts. So what do you like most about this job? And what is the most difficult part of your job? What I like most about this job is creating something for our guests. At Toyota Motor North America, a lot of the things that we do are in the hands of our dealers in terms mm-hmm. of creating a guest experience. Yeah. And, and with the auto shows, we have the opportunity to further that guest experience. And it's quite the honor. and It's a privilege. And then you get to make adjustments as you go along, right? This worked well last show. Let's change it and let's make a better experience. I think the toughest thing is just the schedule, right? Yeah. It, is, yeah. it is a tough job. Mm-hmm. And I know some people that have been in auto shows for decades and I applaud them. It would be a tough thing to do this your whole life without some sort of, you know, awesome vacation plan that they have every year where they <laughs> mm-hmm. go away for like a month or yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. And that's kind of mine. Mine's almost like the thing I love and dislike is probably the same thing. I love the travel. Mm -hmm. Um, Going around all these different cities throughout the country, it's fantastic. And just creating that direct consumer impact and being on the front lines in our own way, that's awesome. But to Tyler's point, the travel, it's pretty extensive, right? So there are times where I've city hopped and I've gone from Dallas to Houston, Cleveland, Philly, DC, St. Louis, and finally back home. So living out of a suitcase can be tough. But at the end of the day, I mean, I love it. It's fun and uh, couldn't be more thankful. Nice. For the record, I don't travel like Jackie. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's quite the road. You got warrior. other people on your team. <laughs>
Kelsey, I think I'm convinced now that I probably should have gone to auto shows as a kid and I should probably start taking my kids and my family. To- yeah, no, I think that obviously our conversation today is really eye-opening because, I mean, I think a lot of people think of auto shows just for the media or for mm-hmm. car enthusiasts. But if you just want a low-pressure environment to go shop around, quite literally, you mm-hmm. can see every automaker there. It seems like auto shows are are the spot to do it. It is. All right, Jackie, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on Toyota Untold. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. So there you have it. We hope you enjoyed that spirited discussion and gained some new insight into the thought, planning, and work that goes into these auto shows. As I said at the beginning of the episode, it's uncertain what auto shows will look like in the months ahead. But know that the safety of our customers, team members, and business partners is always Toyota's top priority and is top of mind as we figure out how to move forward. It's my sincere hope that you'll be able to come visit us at an auto show sometime in the near future. This episode also marks the end of our second season of Toyota Untold. We've had a fantastic time bringing you a behind-the-scenes look at your favorite automaker. And we're going to take a few months off to put together an amazing third season for you. Be on the lookout for brand new episodes starting this fall. In the meantime, please stay happy, healthy, and safe, and we'll see you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Toyota Motor Sales USA, Inc. Toyota. It may not be reproduced, redistributed in whole or in part without prior permission of Toyota. Use with permission, all rights reserved worldwide.